0: Episode of, of, of wow, I'm hearing a delay uh, <laughs> uh, of, Wookie, of Radio, Wookie Radio, My New Marvel Geeks, New and Weebie Geeks, Weeby. Geeks. is a, a trio show, and I don't know why I'm hearing myself, but
1: yeah, you got a huge echo. You, you must be broadcasting from a huge hall right now, right? No,
0: I'm broadcasting from my home office. <laughs> <laughs> I see now it's gone. Right. There you go. Yeah. So, um, it is Derek, Eric, Brett, Ken, Kylan, and myself. Hey, Mike, how is everyone doing?
2: Good. Uh-huh. Really good. Does that make us we be Marvel Wookiees then?
1: <laughs> Sounds good to me. Uh, <laughs> we are Legion. It, yeah, we are. And this is a this is the first, isn't it, Mike? A crossover of all shows.
0: It is a first of all three shows of of, of the network. I guess you want to call it. Yeah. Because um, we also have technically one half of Keepers of the Fringe, no and me. guesting with us is two members of Geek Watch One. There you go. So, um, Star Wars. We got Wars. half of
1: uh, DC Superpowers. Also, this is true. They, 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 yeah, sit back, try, try to wrap your head around how many podcasts are sitting here. <laughs> yes <laughs> it's a summit so last e- your earphones yes we did that um last episode of geek watch one episode 100 we went through and counted up how many shows were between the four of us i think it was seven or eight shows
0: wow <laughs> well we're we're like, in Marvel, X- it's all connected yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right yeah. well in this case we are all connected yeah, i was gonna uh, say this time for real w- let's talk star wars celebration yes uh eric and i were there um I think content-wise, it was a great show. Uh, the Content-wise, content yes. The content was great. Uh show overall, you, for me, it was my third. And I'm going to rank them. Celebration 6 is number one. That's the best one yet I've been to. Celebration 5, number two. This one, number three, overall.
1: Yeah, but that 40th anniversary panel had to be one of the best panels you've ever seen.
0: Um, there you was... A star Power on that panel? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but there was... Yeah. There there was just a ton of star power in general at the event because apparently John Williams was there for the Carrie Fisher tribute Mm -hmm. um, and directed the Orlando Symphony Orchestra. Yeah, that
1: was Um, on the 40th anniversary panel. Yeah,
0: Yeah. the um, but the the last Jedi panel. I'm like, oh yeah, that roar in the entire building was deafening.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) We were in the exhibit hall and with the door and you could still hear it bleed in from the hallways from where it was bleeding through the glass from the, from the stages that was involved with that. It's. Yes, something else.
3: The content was
0: fantastic.
3: Getting to that content,
0: not so much.
1: Yeah, that's what I've heard from um, other sources too. It was just, it was um, the celebration of lines.
0: Yeah. yeah. Now for the panels I, itself, like we were at the Marvel panel, we were at the Riders panel. The the lines were no different than what I had at C five and C six.
3: Right. Yeah, it, you needed to be there an hour before the panel started to I mean, get it, a half decent you know, seat. Yeah, if That's if,
0: if it surprising. if it was a, if it's a decent panel. Now Marvel, the Riders Table, those are decent panels. Um so yeah, that was normal. But a three mile line to get in on the first day. Wow that was a three yeah that's and a crazy. half hour wait now see
3: I try to avoid use of the word cluster <laughs> because it, people do tend to overuse it and kind of loses its its significance right. but I really think that's the only word you could use for that yeah, yeah. the whole now I, I don't want to rag too much on the staffers. The staff Because was great. the staffers, it, I did not run into a single staffer the whole time that did not act like they were working their butts off. Particularly around in the media lounge, in the uh, yeah. the show office, um, big, just trying shout- trying to get stuff
0: going. Big right? shout out to Max from Repop. Pop. Yes, uh, the man was the head media, the, the head of the media room. And big shout out to Max. Uh, appreciate everything that Max did. Uh, yeah. Anyway, was definitely right. definitely underappreciated. Mm, yeah. I just got the the impression
3: though that it, it had the feel of things were thrown together, particularly in the legit getting people in. Yeah. And the security detail, the security <laughs> details where I really have the, the the biggest issues. It's not that they were mean, it's not that they were they but just seemed like they're they were very unorganized. Very ill equipped. We uh, we ran into a, a situation with security on Saturday. Yeah. Was it Saturday? Yeah, it was Saturday. Saturday, yeah. Because we were trying to get we were trying to get to the rebels panel. That's what it was. Yeah. And we had a I, we had a question. I don't want to go into too much detail. We had a question and they were they were not helpful. I don't think it was like intentionally not helpful. It's just they were ill equipped. They said I would have to ask the supervisor. The supervisor has walked off. We don't know where he is. Well can yeah. you call him when you walkie talk? Talkie. nobody had a freaking walkie-talkie
2: mm, really not Uh-oh. a
3: single in this area not a single one of them had them so none of them had any means to contact superiors or the security office or even each other
0: the only ones who had were the yellow shirts the the jacketed folks there were no walkie-talkies yeah wow. so that's it, crazy and,
3: and after Thursday, they said there was no media in.
0: Yeah, it- well, no, we still. Yes, yeah, that was Thur- the only- Thursday. We media. got it. Thursday, we went in with the exhibitors and the and the VIP. Then, right. because of the fiasco, they opened it yeah. up to they opened up more more entrances. And, and and even that was kind of crazy. After you got through, oh, you can't sit here. You can't sit there. Okay, whatever. Um. It's like yeah. the main entrance
3: kind of disappeared. Tables and chairs sitting up there. Yeah. It, there were tables and chairs sitting in them because they were like, I don't know, within 500 feet of the entrance or something. And God knows you can't sit within hundred feet of an entrance. I don't know. It just – there were skinny uh, – just – miscommunications because if trying to get to the media room where we would get our wristbands for the Rebels panel or as it Mm -hmm. turned out the little thingies we were given like what four or five different stories on how to get there
0: yeah Four or five different people. Yeah. one of them being the
3: head the of organizer the organizer cell.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and when we name and, dropped her name, security's like, "I don't care who told you, you can't come in this way." <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> so, so we
3: well, this was when we had already gotten through security, and they routed us into the cattle corral, is what it was. Yeah, it's like a big cell for getting into the exhibition hall and what have you. Right, and we were told we can't get in there. We we can't eat in this line for that to come for that to open up because we'll miss our window for the wristbands. So what we wound up having to do once we had gotten through checkpoint, the first checkpoint we'll just that call we would checkpoint go through in the day. We had to, yeah, we'll check checkpoint alpha. We leave out of checkpoint alpha, go outside the convention center, walk halfway around the freaking thing, come in through another, get in another line, walk in another line go through a second security checkpoint with no metal detectors whatsoever. The, the checkpoint alpha had like a, a bank of what you go through. Right. Mm-hmm. These, none. It, it was just, it felt like this was just one that they slapped together at the last. Last second. Instead of a well, metal detector, it was. <laughs> you had the secure person waving the wand over your pack and rooting around in there with it. And I'm like, you're going to find the thing, the Mentos, that's been in there since the Reagan administration, but, you know, that's okay. And it's just, it had a very haphazard feel to Am I right?
2: Yeah, very, very. Very
0: haphazard, very, um, didn't know what to do. I mean, I, I knew Friday, uh, the C hall entrance was going to be a little chaos, you know, with the tables and the wands. But I would have thought Saturday, Sunday, they would have had, they would have been able to get detectors in. Unless that was one of those, they couldn't afford to bring detectors in. Again, a totally different. They corralled everyone through E hall this go round, whereas the last two, they corralled everyone through A hall. So we all entered down at the lower end. And you, had the whole lobby section that you queued up and you went up the stairs and you you had halls a1 and a2 that you corralled in and it was fine it's just well when apparently the event breaks an attendance record of seventy thousand people Mm -hmm. the biggest the the biggest okay where, where am i getting this audio from um the the biggest um uh, shoot! 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 my the big the biggest attendance yet for a celebration. Anaheim wasn't this big. I think Anaheim yeah, but was like.
1: From everything I heard, this is what they were expecting. Though they knew no. they were going to have this many people,
0: they were expecting. 60, yeah, see, 000. that's the thing. They were expecting sixty. What they told the convention, what they, what was with the convention center for estimated attendance was sixty thousand. It comes in at seventy. But
3: what they had in place, though, Mike, wouldn't have handled sixty thousand. No. If they had, if they had adequately planned for sixty thousand, there really wouldn't have been that much of a problem. No, I don't think but they. I'm this their crowd can their handling getting in would have handled thirty to forty thousand. Yeah,
4: see, like okay, like I've been to Dra- Dragon Con is easily sixty five to seventy thousand people, and so. Mm-hmm. And, and now and it's possible like cuz and that's spread over five different hotels and so uh-huh. i've seen like i I don't I can't explain how it's done but those people maybe they're just used to it but they know how security knows how to keep those crowds moving and 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 if you, if you need to know something like c- communication is key especially right. talking about dealing with that many people and anyway. I, you would think that they would have I mean, even like you said, for $60,000, you would think that they would have prepared for that a little better anyway.
1: Gen Con's the same way. Gen Con's like um sixty five to 70000 and uh, mm-hmm. it's weird. You're mentioning metal detectors and security stuff like that. They don't have any of that stuff there, and they have about the same amount of people.
0: Yeah, well. Little, little different, I guess, here in Orlando than Wisconsin.
1: <laughs> well, no, it's Indianapolis.
0: <laughs> well, well, even still with Indianapolis, still a little bit different. Man, it it was it, it was. Intriguing. But once
3: you got in, once you got in,
0: right, it was good. It was great. Yeah, yeah. It was it was just getting in. What was the hard part originally? It's
3: kind of like getting was half the fun. Never tried to get into celebration.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I know a couple of my coworkers said they, it was three hours for them to get in.
4: Wow, wow that's on, crazy on, thir-
0: on Thursday, and they barely made the 40th anniversary panel. So I can, um, I
4: can't imagine that. Wow, just I
0: know. Speaking of panels, the writers panel was awesome.
3: Writers panel was awesome. Very
0: much so. Um, go ahead.
3: No, I just I was just going to say that I thought they did a very good job of pulling in different aspects of the uh, the writing and publishing that pertains to Star Wars I mean you had Lucasfilm publishing you had Marvel you had IDW you had I don't know if he qualifies as any of the others but you had Timothy Zahn in there with you yeah uh, it
0: I think I almost hate to say it, though. The, the ones that stole the show were the two Bens who wrote uh, Join the Resistance.
3: Oh, God, yes.
0: They stole the show. And you know what? I happened to get it on audio by mistake, and it <laughs> will be released on Weeby Geeks and Wookiee Radio. It's a bonus show this week, or within the next week.
3: Awesome. <laughs> nice. Like Tiki so, V would say, serendipity, baby. Now, <laughs> but, now before
0: – <laughs> Before Eric has to leave, let's talk about Rebels real quick and the Rebels panel. The three of us got okay. got reserved seats for the panel. We were invited by Disney and Lucasfilm PR to be a part of this panel. Oh, really? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we also got and invited. And the press conference afterwards. Which will be coming out as well as its own show, uh, okay. as a bonus show this week. Um. During the pre show. Even the dog likes it. Yes. <laughs> During the pre show, Eric got tabbed and he brought it upon himself. So the the MC Mark Daniels uh, is walking down whose first celebration is Hang Hang it? At-
3: Hang on, before before you do this, before we do that I we need to back up and we need to point out. That just the day you know, on Friday, the day before this, uh, we were and by the information, he looks to me and Max says, "Hey, do you want a, a first timer celebration button?" And I'm just kind of like, uh, "The line's the line's too long." Well, he doesn't listen to me, and I'm glad he didn't because he didn't line and he waits in that line. And it just we're we're off taking care of something else, and he comes up and he hands us two you know first time celebration attendee buttons. We put it on our lanyards. Then when we get to the the pre the Pre show for the panel. The uh, the MC goes around, he's asking, it's like, I need, uh, I, I'm looking for people that have been there for the first time. You know, I'm looking for first time attendees. And he's like, right up next to us when he does this. So I just like, holler out, it's like, I'm a first timer and I got the button to prove it. So it just, right, he gets up and he starts asking me questions about it. And like, you know, so I'm standing there with my, my- mighty Marvel Geeks t shirt on and staring into the streaming camera. Where he's streaming it wherever uh, we don't know if it's like streaming to the internet or just scream, streaming screening rooms or even down to, to the live show. And just ask him, where when did you you know uh, why did you come down here you know what brought you down here? I went to Mike who's sitting there wearing his Wookiee Radio shirt uh, <laughs> and gets he gets gets him up and you know starts asking him it's like you know what's you know what's your what's your shirt as a podcast just, what do y'all talk about and without missing a beat he just looks Star Trek.
4: Oh my God. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, it just it just basically just very deadpan, and they says, "Yeah, we we talk about all star all things Star Wars, et, et cetera, And um, Mike, what all do you, what all else did
0: you tell him besides Star Trek? You're muted. I I'd was trying do to. Do, yourself. I was trying to do the whole bit. Uh, we talk about Star Wars, you know, about Star Galactic, you know, with Cylons and Xenomorphs. And he goes, as soon as I said, you know, what do you talk about? Star Trek. Mike comes, and I'm still talking, and he pulls the mic away, and he <laughs> and he face palms. He looks down, face palms, <laughs> comes back up, gets on the mic, ask a stupid question. Now, mind you, when when I said Star Trek, I was expecting the room to boo because there was there was a couple no, thousand. The
3: room, the crowd goes nuts, <laughs> just just laughing their heads off.
0: But between the two of us, oh my god, the yeah. the advertising, the promotion we got from being for wearing what we were wearing, we couldn't have paid for that.
3: No, we couldn't have. And mm-hmm. and the and the best part to me, aside from that, was that he asked me what my favorite part of so far and without missing a beat, I just I say my favorite part, without a doubt, is watching my son's face light up as he goes around his first celebration and the crab's nuts. On. Yeah. So if it, it, as it turns Great. out. Uh, yeah, that went out on the video as well.
0: So, unfortunately, we got. I, it, we got it, it did not go out on the internet stream.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: No, but we
3: still got. We probably were like the highlight, aside from Dancing Hondo. Yeah. <laughs> there was a Hondo
1: cosplayer. I think I know we, who that is. And, no, we, we
3: were streaming yeah, to the, the other rooms, though. Yeah, but
1: I mean, Dancing Hondo had moves. Yeah, he did
3: started playing thriller and buddy he he had he nailed it
1: <laughs> yeah i know i know who that is i think i think that Bazaar from the my, or from um, techno retro dads he has like a spot-on hondo that everybody loves and i know he was there
0: with the uh oh, well, that with, may have been him now prior to everything starting yeah, it was still dj elliot playing the music uh who walks right in front of us um well i i look at eric i said i'll be right back and i i hand off a business card i hand off show post you know the show's postcard uh postcard with the three shows on it Uh, and I hand these off to Pablo Hidalgo oh nice I, I come back sit down and Eric goes who's that I said Keeper of the Holocron. I mean, is, to, to me, to me I, I didn't know what he
3: looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what the man looks like. I mean, just I, I saw the short guy with glasses and he, he looked like a nice guy. It's kind of like, why is why is Mike giving him everything that we have? <laughs> and then when he said Pablo Haddock, I go, oh, oh, that's who that is. <laughs> so, yeah, that was my fanboy moment for the night.
0: Press conference was awesome. Right. Well, yes. I guess to finish Rebels. Uh, big news! Our rebels season four is the last. Right, no more after this.
3: And did I call it or did I call it?
0: You you called it. Now you
3: called it. Just to follow hey, up. Dave Filoni gets
0: up. Go ahead. Uh, JediNews.co.uk or as we know them, Jedi News. They they had the announcement today that apparently season four will only be sixteen episodes, fifteen to sixteen episodes. Oh, and it's going to play well, out is, like yeah. and it's going to play out like one long story arc.
1: Yeah, I guess Ahsoka is coming back this season, too. We're going to get a definitive end to Ahsoka's story.
0: Yeah, I just uh, read that. Well, considering Filoni was teasing all weekend, was she alive? Yeah. Wasn't she alive? Um, mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, cause- the shirt that he had during the panel said Ahsoka lives
0: Mark. But at the end of the panel, he did have one that said Ahsoka lives with an exclamation point. But by the time he gets into the panel, it was back to the question mark. Or for the press conference, it was back to the question mark.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, when when Filoni started talking and said, you know, it's been a great runner, it was just something. It just kind of made me worried. It just sounded like red flag stuff. So I poked Mike in the ribs. So this is the last season. Yeah. This is like three, two, one. Season four is going to be the
0: last season. I was like, okay. They, they're ending it the way he wants to end it. Not like um, not like it was. Like Clone Wars. Like Clone Wars where it's just pulled out from underneath them. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Because definitely with Disney XD... And he did make reference to that. And, because, you know, with Disney XD, not a lot of shows make it past season four to a fifth season. Mm-mm. Yeah. So so I think he saw the writing on the wall there. Um, so cool. So at the press conference, I did get a chance to ask a question. Um, and, and the question basically was, uh, to paraphrase my, my question... I am paraphrasing myself. Wow, I've never done that before. <laughs> um, the, you know, we, we just see don't
3: plagiarize yourself; you'll be all right.
0: We we see the relationship between Hera and and Canaan. Yeah, there's the speculation. Season one, season two definitely opens up more in season three. Was there some relief to to the relationship be, being a little bit more open or exposed? And how much more of that relationship will we see in Season 4? Well, we got evaded. Or that question got evaded... Oh, there was no relief. Like, okay.
1: (laughs) Well, that's Dave Filoni's superpower evasion. Well, no,
0: this was was Vanessa Vanessa Marshall saying this. This
1: came from Vanessa.
3: Because I Ah. asked her
0: direct. I mean, Vanessa didn't get a lot during the panel itself. And she wasn't being given a lot during the press conference. So, I mean, I went right to it. And, And I had this question the whole time because i told eric beforehand i said i got the perfect question if i'm allowed i got the perfect question it was the perfect question it was the only question where afterwards anyone on the panel said thank you for the question it had and then what rest of the day off and on dude that was a great question dude that was a great question it's all we heard off and on the whole day Mm -hmm. cool so, you know, typical Weebie Geeks, Mighty Marvel Geeks, Wookiee Radio fashion. The question was delivered in the in the style of our shows, and it, and it was a hit. So, yes. Nice. Um, but yeah, Faloni did kind of tease that we will see Hera become general before the end of the season. Okay.
2: Nice.
0: Um, they showed us the first episode of season four. Ah, okay. So, yeah, I heard well, about
1: that. You guys got to see um, some Mandalorians.
0: Oh, did we see some
1: Mandalorians? That's the only spoiler I've heard out of it is because they had them in it.
0: <laughs> um, I'm just going to say two words, and this is going to be it in regards to this episode. Bo katan
1: Yeah, I know we're getting her back because she's in the she's all over in the trailer too. Yep,
0: she's back. Okay, starting episode one. And in episode one, it's going to be just like it was with all the others. It's 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 going to run fifteen weeks, but it's a sixteen episode run because they're going to murder. Because it's going to be a one hour premiere, and what we saw was the first half hour. And I'm not going to say any more about it.
2: Because
0: <laughs> if, if, yeah, if, uh, if, if, if I do, it's going to spoil.
3: I mean, I will say that the shot of Chopper balking the, the stormtrooper in the head with his own gun, <laughs> that was pretty cool. But you saw the trailer, too. so
0: Yeah. Well, this well, episode, I, I, I think this episode, we see a side of Chopper we hadn't seen before either in the very beginning. Because I mean, I'm going to uh, say it, side? no, like with the whole trench thing, because we do see the trench in the trailer where they jump up out of a trench. We, we see that in the trailer, but it's Chopper's actions around that that period right near the beginning that makes you go, "That's not quite Chopper to some mm. extent."
4: Mm. I, but I have a question. Forty two. <laughs> Okay, Wisconsin, Wisconsin might be an answer, actually, but all the stuff with all the stuff that came out, there was something that there was some announcement about Star Wars reads. Do you remember what that?
3: Yes. Yes. Uh, Head of Lucasfilm Publishing said it. uh, You know how in years past, Star Wars reads was just one day. Right. This year, it's all month. What?
0: The entire month of October. And again, yes. it,
3: Star Wars reads, yes,
0: that that will be released as a, a special or as a bonus episode for this week for Weeby Geeks and Wookiee Radio. Um, well, you know what? I'm going to release it, too, for Mighty Marvel Geeks since oh, Marvel so- was involved.
3: Awesome.
0: The writers yeah. panel. Yeah. There you go. Because Charles Soule oh, is on. By
3: the way, Kylan. Charles. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Uh-huh.
4: <laughs> what? What? Because what, what, what? you froze no, spoiler on Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert? Okay. Hit me.
3: Spoiler alert. All month long. Oh. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh,
4: All month long.
0: All month long for the month of October. Yes. There'll be events all month. Oh, crap. Officially sanctioned events all month long. Now, they did talk about, too, how with Force Awakens, we had the journey to the Force Awakens. There will be a journey to The Last Jedi. And one of the things announced from Marvel, the beginning of a five-issue mini, Captain Phasma.
2: Oh, yeah, I read about that.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Gonna be awesome.
4: Now, do we know the timing of that? Is that going to be between? Does that take place between uh, seven and eight, or is it sometime before seven? Or wh- wh- where's the timing of this story?
0: Do not know. There I was got no, the
4: impression it was.
3: It was right, gonna, I got the impression it was right after episode seven. That's oh, the impression, really
0: that's the impression I got. Is a lot okay. of this is going to fill the gap in between since oh, there's oh. No, since there's been nothing. There, there's been no canon written for in between at the the moment, but even Jordan White, editor for Marvel, said, I don't know. I mean, because uh, like
4: Poe Dameron actually takes place before it's pre six, right?
1: Uh, yeah. yeah, or no, uh, Dameron takes place before seven, yeah, before seven. I, mean, yeah. I
4: mean, I mean, I mean, pre seven, yeah, yeah. So, um,
0: yeah, I, do I know, they, uh,
2: uh, do they give a creative team on that Phasma no. book? No,
0: not yet. Um, I will say thank you, Eric, for coming on. I know you got to go. Um, we're we're going to talk some more celebration stuff, especially about the Marvel panel over at Mighty Marvel Geeks. I mean, we're going to talk about it here as well. Um, so I just oh, Eric's already left. So I want to thank Eric for being on. Um, s- so I'm going to try to answer more questions about the show. Uh, so I guess in many ways, the, sh- the show is kind of a Q and A. Q&A. You guys drilling me, and, and I'll give whatever information I could give as well, uh, along with uh, my opinions on a few things. Um, trying to think, where else do I go? Uh, the Marvel panel was was amazing. Um, John Taylor, John Tyler Christopher was there, uh, talked about the action figure variants, and basically. You know, I, I mentioned it to him. I mentioned it to Jordan. I said, it's not, I mean, it's not JTC's fault. I mean, he's just drawing them. He doesn't control the stipulations. Same thing with, with Jordan. He's just the editor on the series, along with Deadpool and everything. He doesn't control the distribution. Um, but, I mean, he did hear, hear my, my complaint about it. Um, and he said, you know, it is being worked on. But there's still more coming. There I'm sure we're gonna see with Phasma number one, there's gonna be an action figure variant for that. Um yeah, sure. with Screaming Citadel, there's gonna be a, a action figure for that. With the new Vader series, there's gonna be an action figure for that. Now uh Charles was saying that with with the new Vader series, it literally takes place seconds after Revenge of the Sith ends. Oh, cool. The opening page... And, and we got to see some of the opening pages. hmm The opening... Pa- and, and, of course, the pages are on... Um, I think they're on Mighty Marvel Geeks' Facebook page. Okay. Uh, they're also on the Weeby Geeks page in, in the photo albums. It literally starts off with him coming off the slab. Oh. So... um with the poe dameron series we're starting to see some uglies show up Mm -hmm. and for those of you who don't know what uglies are they're like different fighter ships pieced together to create a new fighter ship
4: and i thought i thought poe dameron was ending
0: no it's continuing so this issue 13 it it is an ongoing yeah
4: Like, and see, now that's something that was brought over from Legends because they kind of, they, they were kind of toying with that in some of the, uh, the Rogue, the Rogue Squadron books.
1: Yeah, you that's know, where they
4: were introduced. Like I remember them taking a like you, you would take the say the fuselage of an X-wing, right? And then put the uh, like the the the, the 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 what they call on the TIE fighter the um, the panels, solar
1: pan- panels. Mm.
4: The, yeah, the, the the solar panels on a TIE fighter, and they and they would create a ship out of that, which well, I thought was awesome.
0: Well, one of the one of the examples they gave was you took the. Um, the head of an Adat, and you put the, the 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 engines and the wings of a Tie
2: Fighter on it and fly that around. <laughs> oh, I think I've seen that somewhere. I, I'll take that in a heartbeat. Um, I might have seen that like as a fan art or something. I'm not sure.
0: Now they they did go back and cover some of the some of the books of the past, uh, like Souls, uh, Lando, and how that came up. And that was that was him pitching it. He pitched Lando. Um, then um they they did a survey about what book would you would we like to see next? and they and they they went broad, okay, you want to see sequel trilogy, prequel trilogy, original trilogy. And everyone was going and of course with with the prequel, um the uh it, it was um they're they're they were, they, were, they were calling the time period between the trilogies the trilogy before. So like Rebels is still prequel esque period. Mm-hmm. So people were going, Well, let's go prequels. It's like okay. So they went with the prequel. And then everyone's like, Well, how about we go with this one next? Um Attack of the Clones, or Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, or Revenge of the Sith. And people kinda went Revenge of the Sith. And uh, basically it came down to people were wanting an Ahsoka book. So we may be seeing an Ahsoka title. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Well so, I mean
4: she's certainly popular enough, you
2: know. It'll I'm sure it'll probably be a young adult book. This dog's gonna be popular I, enough here in a minute. <laughs> there was already a book um, that came out with her. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh that was an awesome book too.
2: Was it to read it? it. Yeah.
1: I still say that um Ahsoka Tano is one of the reasons we actually you do have any female action figures right now? It's the it was like mm-hmm. one of the very the first ones that people actually wanted to get for a female action figure. I mean, Leia was always fun, and Padme had some interesting ones, but Ahsoka was the one that even the little boys wanted to have to play. Mm-hmm. She's a great character, probably one of my favorite all time Star Wars characters. Yeah, mm-hmm. so,
2: yeah. Like I remember how excited I got when when I saw her come back to Rebels.
1: The funny thing is, you excited when you saw her come back to Rebels. Do you remember the first time you saw her on Clone Wars? Oh,
0: she came <laughs> in right. She came. In right in the beginning with the movie, yeah,
1: yeah, but she, it was a, a lot of people. That was a very, very annoying character.
2: Oh yeah. oh yeah, yeah, actually, yeah.
1: Remember, she was calling Anakin Sky Guy and yeah, Nips and yeah, Artui. Remember that
2: one? I do yeah. remember that. Oh. But they also
0: kind of it almost felt like they made her almost too young in the beginning as well. True, yeah. sure, they
1: did. Yeah,
0: because it's like by the time we see her near the end of season one, I mean she she's grown. a lot mm-hmm. and, and she keeps the same look in season two and then what was it season three is when they ch- She does the costume change. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, I believe that was one of the reasons of having her on there was so that there was basically an entry character that could be our our eyes in this world almost. It was someone who was brand new to the situation, didn't know what she was doing either, just like us going into the show, had no idea what was going on.
2: Right. But do you think that they realized early on that making her too young was not going to work? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, Because I think they did uh, definitely age her between the, those seasons.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, she was... Yeah, I think there was, what, three years between um, episode two and three? If she was... Uh, they are, they always knew that she was going to end up aging up anyway, and that's the right time frame. If she was 12 when she started and ended at 16 almost, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a I, lot of growth in, regular, in humans in that time frame.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. See, I, I thought... I thought they were. I thought she was supposed to be a hair older. I thought she started off sixteen, ended at eighteen or
1: nineteen. I, I thought she was uh, right around 16, 17 when she left the order. I could be wrong. I'm
0: not sure. Well, I don't think they really ever truthfully um, acknowledged an age of her.
2: I don't think so either. No.
0: So it's um, not on purpose. True. So up yeah, to up
1: Pablo. and Pablo, let us know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pablo, oh keeper of the holocron. Oh keeper of the holocron. What's the age of Ahsoka in the beginning and at the end of Clone Wars? Because obviously she's a young adult in uh, in Rebels. Right. Oh yeah. A very a very mature young adult.
1: Now I'm I'm thinking Rebels. She's huh. the late twenties, according to her older
0: her
2: Wikipedia page, which could be considered. Uh, correct info. Uh, Master Bloke, who found her at the age of three, and that was 33 years before the Battle of Yavin. So, okay. Yeah, so she's
1: about 30 when she comes on to Rebels. 29, 30.
2: Which takes place
0: seventeen year which is sixteen to se, uh, fifteen to seventeen years after. Uh, Sith.
1: So yeah, that means she's about she's right around 15, 14, 15 when she leaves uh, Clone Wars.
2: Okay, yeah, that would make sense. So the Jedi did it. The uh, Council did her wrong. Yeah. Like, in yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Now um, the Battlefront two trailer and that pound. Again, I wasn't we weren't there because of um the Marvel panel. But oh my lord, the trailer is beautiful. Oh yeah. This is the battlefront we were wanting. Yeah. <clears throat>
4: but good, because I did not I, I wanted to get the first one, but I was told I was warned off against it so hard and I and I didn't but I I've been hearing nothing but good about this one. So oh,
0: well, the way it looks, it looks great. It really does. It really, really does.
2: Yeah, and it looks like they're actually listening uh, to fans. Well, you, you could pre-order now.
0: You, you could get the standard for 60 bucks, or um, or the deluxe edition for 80 and it will come with bonus DLC that, that won't be available after the pre-orders. Mm. So um, the trailer, let's go ahead and just hit that. The Last Jedi trailer.
1: Yes, that was um, amazing.
0: I, I know for me, I, I was joking with Eric. You you hear you hear Luke go, And now reach out. The only thing that came to mind was Depeche, was uh to er, per, personal Jesus. Reach out. And touch faith. Touch faith. <laughs> As, the next line I kept kept wanting to sing. It was like and now reach out in touch Faith. I wait
1: and then, and then,
0: and, then <laughs> and then I was like now can we get Lu- now can we get Luke to go personal jesus
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but uh initial impressions of the trailer
4: I, I I'm excited to uh yeah I, I i'm 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 already excited for for episode eight you know i already am and yeah. the thing is the second the second in the trilogy is always like the most emotionally intense because attack of the clones there's a lot of crap that happens there uh empire strikes back there's a lot of crap that happens there i'm just prepared i i, I just get the feeling that i i i'm there's gonna be a lot of feelings going on with this one i'm oh. Oh just yeah, prepare
1: for that.
2: I just prepared for it. I can definitely see that.
1: I love the opening of it where it looks like you're in a star field. Then it looks like you're looking at a planet. Then you realize it's just the rock face that she's standing on. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've got it playing in the background here while I'm while we're talking.
2: Mm-hmm. But, uh, I think you're, Brett, you're uh, muted, Brett. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> One more time. Where she was um, <laughs> uncovering the the thing with like the star on it. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't sure what that was.
0: That's that's a that? that's a bookshelf with. Different books. Oh, yeah. what she's uncovering is um, a Jedi manual of some sort. Yeah, it's like an ancient Jedi a... tome. Okay, is it is it a tome or is it or yeah. is it a book?
1: Well, um, actually, I mean, I'm half, I'm almost done reading um, Bloodlines right now, and it talks about Luke has been going all over the galaxy looking for these old Jedi tomes and all this stuff on um, how the Jedi were trained back in the day and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this must be just another one of the Jedi tomes that he found.
0: Now, well, the next question is: We see a wide shot from the island. where where you see Ray training and you see Luke up high, but there's these statues. Mm-hmm. Were they always there? Did Luke build them? Who are they? What are they?
1: Yeah, I'm getting to that part of the trailer here in just a second.
0: Things that make you go, hmm. Mm. Now, we we do see a new planet called Crate, yeah. and, it's a, and it's the salt planet. And
1: tell me yeah. that doesn't look like pod razors.
2: Yeah, that,
0: that's what I thought. Sorta, too. sorta. But when you when you cut to the one shot where when the one ship is struggling and, and bounces off the planet's surface. Mm-hmm. Do you you notice the gorilla walkers in the front?
2: They're off I in the distance. Yep.
1: Yeah. And actually, going back to that shot you talked about just a minute ago, Mike, that, um, with her training on the rocks, there, I don't see any statues there. There's actually a, a pile of rocks that I think is a natural formation of Skeletor Michael that she's standing beside. It's just a stack of uh, rocks that are stacked up.
0: Are, are I, didn't, I don't sure? see
1: any statues in this.
0: There, there there's a couple formations that look like they could be
1: yeah could be figures see you're seeing. Um, yeah, it's at the one one, uh, one minute, eight second mark is where you first come into this. And uh, right beside her, there's some stuff, but it does, it's not actual. I don't think it's actual statues.
0: Maybe, maybe not. It's too far out. We don't know. Yeah. And I see um, the
1: walkers in the distance just now. That was the next uh, shot.
0: Yeah. Um, now, someone has tran- translated some of the Arabish on um, Finn's capsule. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, yeah, and I saw that. most of it's gibberish, but there is one that says stable. Mm.
1: Now, when you get into the um, hangar that's blowing up, you can see the the front end of one and the tail end of another A-wing sitting there beside Poe's X-wing. So we got A-wings in this. Cool. I hate to see I hate to
4: see Poe's X-wing go like that. I really did.
2: <laughs> well, it,
0: well, it, it's not his X-wing that goes; it, it's whatever was behind it. Oh, it, it's it's still speculated that his comes out with, if anything, minor damage.
2: But we, well, you know, he did Canber- have a a, diff- a whole different X-wing in the beginning of the Force Awakens. Sure. <laughs> if you knew it was possibly not coming back, would you take your personal X-wing?
0: <laughs> nope. Nope. I'll take the company car. Thank you. <laughs> Um, that's the X-wing. But w- when we see the space battle scene, we do see another A-wing. Yeah, and we do see new frigates that look yeah. amazing. Those new
1: frigates, yeah, I'm looking at those right now. They almost look like a modified, like a ginormous B-wing almost.
2: Yeah, that's what I had thought too. I'm um, like, almost, almost. Awesome. They definitely
1: have a uh, Moncala Cala um, feel to them. Yeah, like the Nebulon Bs and the B-wings were Mon Cala uh, fighter or bombers, weren't they?
0: Um... Well, no. Well, we we see the B wing actually created in oh, season right. two yeah. of Rebels. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what mm-hmm. was was I don't think that guy who who create designed it was Mon Calamari.
1: Wasn't the wasn't the B wing a uh, Corillian? I'll look it up here in just a second on Wikipedia.
0: Well, can, canon has changed slightly because uh, again because of Rebels. Oh, yeah. that's right. Okay. Yeah. Because we, we see the design, we meet the designer of the B-Wing in, in Rebels. Because that's what, that's what Hera flies with being in the Gunner's to it um,
2: during one of this during one of the scenes. Yeah, and I just realized my ears that, were clogged. I was I'm screaming. That was a, uh, a prototype too. So yeah,
4: it, 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 that was that was, one. that was one that had to grow on me. The I, B-wing? Yeah, the B wing. Like I, I like the X. and I'm a huge fan of A wings. I don't even know why. Oh, well, actually, I do know why. Because uh, they're they're like great for they're they're great for, for reconnaissance missions.
0: Well, and, and they yeah, got okay. the they got the speed in the dart, Yeah. Like, yeah. Um,
4: I, cause like when you play, I don't know if you guys ever played X wing, yeah, but, yeah. um, so, I, I get, so, you know, huh? go, go ahead. Was it like with the a wing? Like they usually, you usually got stuck. You got, you got stuck with the a wing for reconnaissance missions. So I would just put everything on speed and shields. And, and that was it. Like I, I did. I, I, de- I depowered my guns because the guns are crap on that thing. Anyway. Uh, All all I had was torpedoes. Yeah, yeah, torpedoes, and I, I was shields and, 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 and engines. That was it.
0: Yeah, but the A-Wing was the only thing really able to catch up with the TIE Interceptor. That's true, too. Or or the Tri-Wing.
4: Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's
1: and, the Defender. The Three-Wing.
0: The Three-Wing, the TIE Defender, yeah. yeah. But, I'm saying that one.
2: But X-Wing. Uh, quickly,
1: the B-Wing back there, was—it it is a Mon Calamari ship. A guy named Quarry was the guy that created it. He was a Mon Cal. Mm.
2: Do, do they mention, that's why the, do they yeah, mention from seeing Rebels. him
1: in
0: Rebels? Okay. Yeah, 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 that's the character from Rebels. Yeah,
2: I remember him now. You know the B wings. It's funny. I I didn't become a fan of the B wing until I actually got the toy. Like it was like this yeah. huge, this huge ship for the toy, and it was just kind of cool. And I was like, all right, this ship's kind of cool. I can see some fun with it. See for me, I wasn't a fan of the B wing until Rebels,
0: and then we okay. get to see it, and then we get to see it in action a little bit more. I'm like, oh, okay. So it's actually a two man fighter, not a single man fighter.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I like that because hey, that- no, go ahead. Because in the toy we we don't get um, um we, we we do we do not have uh it, it, they only listed as a single I mean I think every toy version they had of it it was only a single man fighter.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think so. That's because they it, couldn't fit two
1: figures in the cockpit.
0: Yeah. Well, they, they they made the the gunner's cockpit a little too small. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, also you so, got to remember when that toy was originally made, um, Kenner was notorious for this of making up their own names, coming up with their own specs for the ships and stuff because no oh, one yeah. gave it
2: to them. Oh yeah. Well, so yeah.
1: they they. It may not have known it, had, it was supposed to have two fo- two p- people crewing it yeah how many of the cantina aliens have totally new names now because they actually have their right name now right this
2: is true i mean like snaggletooth <laughs> but
0: the hammerhead s- mm-hmm.
1: walrus
2: man <laughs> and,
0: and, and let, let's make sure we get that confusion um cleared up zuckus isn't zuckus he, he's for lom and for lom isn't for lom he's zuckus
4: that's right yes
0: so if you were able to keep track of that. That was a real is all right. <laughs> so um, let's see. Exclusives. Lego and Funko, you had to register for a lottery beforehand and yeah. you got a ticket. Uh, you stood in line, and you were guaranteed to get an exclusive. So I entered Eric, Mac, myself, my wife, my daughter. Everyone but my wife got denied for Funko. She got approved for Funko. Ah, Oh, nice. Did, Did the same thing with Lego. All got denied, except for my wife. (laughs) <laughs> so we have the Lego Detention Center Star Wars Celebration Exclusive. Nice. Oh, nice. It is never being opened. And, yeah. and my daughter goes, why Why do we get it if we're not going to build it? Um, <laughs> I will buy the parts. I have a copy of the instruction manual from where some someone did open it. I have the PDF of the instruction manual. I can get the parts list. We'll build one separate. <laughs> I, am, I am not opening that kit.
1: Well, no. the thing with Lego is similar if I remember right, for most of the Lego collectors, the um, Lego is like fun code where you can actually open it up as long as you have the box and all the original instructions and packaging. They don't care if it's been opened or not.
0: Uh, it doesn't really
1: affect the value.
0: The way this one's done, you could open it and be like that, but you got the back but you do have the bags that the bricks come in. That that's a major yeah. factor. And if they stay sealed, the 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 better the pricing is. Okay. Um, now, Funko, we only picked up one exclusive, and we picked up the Chopper in Imperial disguise because that's the one ah. that's we wanted. Oh, that'd be cool. So nice. we have we have that. I'm now on the hunt for a regular Chopper. That way she <laughs> can have that one as well. Have mm-hmm. the two. I need a and, Chopper too. And if they come out with any others, we will get those as well. So she keeps. The, maintaining the set. So I would love to see a chopper in an action pose, you know, where the he's using the flames. You know, mm-hmm. sort of like the one Boba Fett from, uh, from the Bounty Hunters, Smuggler's Bounty Box. Yeah, where, where he's taking off. Where the, yeah, I would love to see that with, with a chopper as well. Um, so yeah, that's what we have there. Um, the Thrawn book. Oh, my good lord, what a nightmare. Saturday, there was a near riot when it came to that book. They, they sold out roughly they they sold more than they expected on friday thursday mm-hmm. and friday that they held back like 75 or 80 mm-hmm. of the convention exclusives mhm so, so they could have them for sale on Saturday. And what they did Saturday was a raffle and people were questioning how the raffle was being done. And is, is this fair or is that fair? And they shouldn't have done this and not. It was, it was a mess. It really was. Um, to get into the celebration store, a three to six hour wait. This is the wow. first celebration I did not go to the store. Uh, once you were in, if you were ready to check out, it was a two to four hour wait to check out.
4: Oh my God. No, it wasn't worth all that. No. Oh.
0: Now, if you were lucky to get there as soon as the convention opens, you could get what was called a light speed pass, which was the equivalent of a fast pass. And you came back at certain times. But they said, you miss your time, forget it. You don't get to go through. That's it. You missed it, you lose it. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy nuts. So, um, but I will say. Oh, nice. Kodo. Nice. Kodo. K- Kodo Bayuka. Yeah. Triple zero B T one. Awesome. Right here. And I thank Kodo for this. Uh, I love the Artifacts series from Kodo, and this, they make, to me, between Sideshow, General Giant, Kodo, I think Kodo's got the best stuff out there. I mean, there, there's some, the other companies put out some great pieces, but I think what you get from Kodo, you, you definitely get your money's worth. I don't think you're overpaying for what you're getting. Mm. Um, I, I stand by that. Um, General Giant's got some great, it's got a great thing going with the, the oversized Kenner replicas. Um but I don't know if those kindle replicas are worth 125 bucks each yeah, yeah. so I mean that, that's one of the big things. Is it worth 125 bucks each? I don't know not when you could get you know the singles for 45 from from Kodo or a double like this for for 80 or they had you know celebration specials where you get them for um, oh I'm trying to remember drawing a blank for like 99 bucks you got a three-pack i mean you can't beat that i mean the three packs what well, if i had the money i would have considered one of the three packs oh yeah um because you you, you, you you can't deny that i mean it's a great deal so right um but no i really love the work koto does and it's one of one of my bucket list things ever go if if the family ever makes it over to tokyo for tokyo disney um there's gonna be one day where we just go out into you know we go away from the parks, and I want to go check out the Kodo shop or factory there in in Japan. And I believe they're in in Tokyo. That's that's one of my bucket item lists. Let's go check them out. I wouldn't mind hitting the, the U.S. complex as well. Right. So, um... Nissan did get one of the, the Death Trooper keychains that they were handing out. Um, oh, cool. i they, and they had, heard
1: those were awesome.
0: They are. Uh, we did the VR in order to get it. The VR was pretty cool. It was like a battle sim. Right. And then you're driving a Nissan Rogue. And at one point, you hear it go, um, blindside alert, blindside alert. And you're looking around. Then you look to your right, look up. And there's an ATST right next to you. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> um This is unexpected. Um, oh, but it it was it was pretty cool with that um superhero stuff affiliate of the show um was there Brian uh, Brian Welch who who's you know, pretty much one of the VPs of superhero stuff um he hooked Eric and I up and big shout out to, to Brian and superhero stuff. Thank you guys. Uh, I ended up getting a, a the, the, Jedi Academy hat. Uh, it's a, it's I a s- great, it's a gray body, blue bill. Uh, the great yeah. uh, the Jedi logo in blue. Uh, I got the 3930 hat because I don't like flat bills. I, I got the curve and it says Jedi Academy on the back. Um, great hat. It's one of my new, it, it's, I was wearing it all weekend. I, I've been wearing it off and on since the weekend. Uh, it, it's, it's now new in my rotation and um, did discover with the 3930s I wear a medium large not like Reebok where I wear a large extra large so he's got my flash hat and he's going to swap my flash hat out for, for the smaller size which was nice of him to do so
3: nice. Cool. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. Sunday um, my wife and daughter were with me and this dog's driving me nuts I'm sorry folks it's joys of a, of a pup well we know because we had Derek, when he was fostering, had some. (laughs) Um,
1: I know the feeling of Joys of a Pup. Luckily, mine's pretty quiet.
0: (laughs) A hound mix? There is no such word as quiet.
1: There's no such thing as quiet.
0: Um, The, uh, my my wife and daughter were with me on on sunday it was family day i did no show work at all for any of the shows on sunday that was my day to veg That was my reward day i'm there with family having fun uh we did our picture with uh mike quinn um because of fiasco i had with the tickets uh we ended up getting another photo op in which uh i surprised zoe and we got our picture with uh with tia Surkar, voice of sabine
1: oh that would have been awesome so
0: she, Wait. it's like so. Who who's all in the picture with with Tia? With Tia, she goes just me. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> but with Mike, it's the whole family. And uh, so yeah, so we did that. Um, so at one point, yeah, we did... I saw
1: the picture of you with the um, bunny trooper. Yeah, yes. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, we we did shoot a trooper, and, and Zoe was a champ. Oh my god! Uh, out of the six shots that we that she had because we went twice, um, she was five out of six.
4: Oh, with,
0: with the cool. shots. Um,
4: was that, was it with the black? Blaster or yeah, what nerf, guns, nerf guns? Nerf guns. Oh, Nerf guns. Okay, cool.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. These were Nerf guns with regular darts, not the suction cup. Okay. Wait, which if they're regular darts, it's like yeah, just hit them. If they're suction cups, then you aim for strategic places to see if you get them to stick.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and I and I,
0: I, tr- I try to end up doing the gig line. Let's try and hit the forehead. Let's hit middle of the chest, and then let's hit the cup area. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there was no dart. They weren't the suction darts. They were regular darts. So now just blast away. Hit them wherever you can hit them. Um, so we went over Sphero and mm-hmm. I think I blew the folks of Sphero's mind when I said, yeah, not only, I mean, BB-8, and I was talking to them about possibly getting some product, uh, for review for the show. I said, not only am I interested in the BB-8, but I'm also interested in the spark. And they go, you know about the spark. Now the spark is what BB-8 origin was developed from the spark. ARC is the original app-controlled toy that they made or device that they made. And it's a ball. Right. And and it's a great little thing. Well, Zoe had a chance to play, you know, take their iPad and and play with the BB-8. And, of course, they had both. uh, Then um, one of the other guys from the booth had the Force wristband. And had yeah. um, had the the battle worn BBA. Mm-hmm. That thing looks cool. I mean, the clean one is nice and pretty, and it's got that nice gloss finish to it. The battle worn with all the dirt and all that, dude. That's the one I want.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that
0: thing was sweet. But to see the wristband in action as well was cool. And the wristband will work with the normal balls as well. The spark and their other one. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. Zoe's right there as a champ. And all of a sudden, here comes this little kid, maybe two, three talking to BB-8. I'm like, Zoe, just take it over to him. So she roll, she guides it over, and she's having, my seven-year-old is having fun entertaining a two- to three-year-old with BB-8 <laughs> on this table. And she's getting just as much kick out of it as, as the kid is. And it's like, okay, this is cool. It's like, yeah. It, it, it wouldn't go to, it wouldn't be one of those, oh, we're gonna, it's like somewhere around here, I got a mini helicopter that I am want to find and start messing with again.
1: Mm-hmm. This
0: is something that would not go to waste. <laughs> It, it truly will not go to waste, and they and they told us that that the main ball is pretty much impact proof because they have okay. shot at it with a shotgun. Okay, with, with wow with no damage. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh well Mike you got the you said you got the puppy I got um, Cassie here imagine um, what the dogs would do with BB-8 rolling around oh
2: I was thinking about that with my cats we we
0: almost or I almost got the original spark from my golden retriever just to drive him because he loved tennis balls imagine, <laughs> imagine a ball that we go, okay, here, catch. And, <laughs> and it hits the ground, and as soon as it hits the ground, we start moving it the opposite direction. My golden would have gone nuts over it. I think my hound would, would do the same thing if she saw what was going on. I was like,
1: what? Yeah, I know Come Cassie on. would, too.
2: Oh, she's driving me nuts.
1: See? She's telling you right now, give me one, give me one.
2: I know, I know. Uh, oh, then I my cats without having to get off the couch. It's like a laser pointer for dogs, truthfully. <laughs>
0: um... Um uh, trying to think what else okay. was there uh, didn't we, we got our picture with with friend of the land, uh, a land speeder um didn't take advantage of a lot of the props or or movie movie set pieces that were fan built. Some of them, I mean, we had the um, race speeder. There was the speeder bikes in the bunker. Um, there was the uh, the creature that had you no know, that we see the first time we see well first time we see Ray sees BB eight that little Walker creature thing. They had a replica oh, of that uh, up. Yeah, I can't think of its name.
1: Tebow or Tebow?
0: Yes, his his he was creature. riding on top of one. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that was there. Uh, apparently, there was a it Falcon scene. There was a Falcon scene there, um, not on, not on the Fi- Star Wars live stage, but there there was a uh, Falcon that had a BB-8 in it. We totally missed half of that. Um, I did interview someone from Starlight, which is one of the charities for uh, Force for the cha- uh, Force for Change. Chatted uh, uh-huh. with them. I want to force for a change for this dog.
2: <laughs>
0: I, I, again, I apologize. It's, um, I'm just trying to think what, what else was celebration? The f- well, did
1: you, um, Ashley, did you meet up with any of the podcasters that you knew from before here or make new friends with podcasters?
0: Uh, made new friends with a group called Geek Bros. Uh, they're the ones who interviewed Eric and I after. Uh, ran into Sarah and Richard from, Uh, Skywalking Through Neverland, uh, met up, uh, at the Skywalking Through Neverland, did a meetup at Epcot on Monday, and I met Teresa from Fangirls Gone Rogue, uh, which Sarah's a part of that. I did meet Trisha Barr, um, just as I start up recording again. Um, so uh, Japan Airlines or whoever it is they had replicas All right, they had good size models of the three um, airliners that they've done the R2 the BB-8 and the C-3PO um, and they were selling replicas of them you know smaller models um, going back to Starlight real quick one of the big things they're doing is they're doing a B- meet BB-8 VR and they're doing some other VR where you get immersed into a Star Wars storyline and it's. Basically for the kids, uh, keep them distracted from the chemo or the radiation or whatever else they're having done to them. It's a way to distract them. And they're making these hospital gowns that are cosplay. There's a Vader, there's a Stormtrooper, uh, a Jedi, an R2, and, and it's got the side tides instead of the back. And snaps on at the top to make it easy to get to the ports and everything else and still keep them covered and keep them, keep them warm. And, and that was pretty cool. Um... I'm just Disney's booth was pretty cool. Uh, they were selling, like some of the exclusives they were selling was a, um, a chopper action figure. Uh, they had a, for the 40th anniversary, a two pack that was, c 3 through PL and RTD2 in the same card. I, a new droids four pack, um, which I'm sure we'll see in the parks. Uh, some t-shirts, uh, the celebration exclusive name badge, um, which I was able to get one for Zillion myself. Um, just, I apologize for rushing through this. Artist mm. Alley was great. Uh, got to meet up, or catch up again with, uh, with Katie Cook, um, who I love her art. Uh, of course she's been writing for IDW with My Little Pony, um, and eventually will come on the show. Uh, she'll be on the various shows. So we'll have her on Wookie Radio, cool. we'll have her on Weeby Geeks. Um,
1: did you get to talk to Jeff Carlisle?
0: Did not.
1: Uh so he's a friend of mine that was down there.
0: Did not. Um, I didn't meet up with Jim either from, uh, Tangent Mouth.
1: Yeah, that's the other one I was asking about. Oh, okay. I was wondering about.
0: Yeah, it did not. Not meet up with I knew him. he was
1: supposed to be down there.
0: Did I did not st- Bunch of different people I was supposed to meet up with. I had people say we saw you in passing. They're like, why didn't you stop me? I had mm-hmm. I had a swag I would have given you. Um, no one, no one really. It, it, it was busy. It was busy. Yeah. Uh, I was surprised. For Saturday, I was expecting it to be a lot more crowded than it was. But I'm thinking maybe the way they had things spread out, it was it helped cut down on some of the the crowds. So,
1: mm-hmm. well, I just have an interesting idea for possibly the next celebration that they're probably not going to do, but it might help with the alleviate the crowds and stuff is maybe do one bi-coastal do one that, in anaheim and in orlando at the same time to gee, celebrate both star wars lands opening
0: gee you must have heard me talk about this before
1: <laughs> say what
0: i i have pitched this several times Um uh, oh, yeah. 2019 has not been announced which is unusual well part of the speculation yeah. is this was the last one for read pop that Disney's going to take it over and run it like they do um, D23. Yeah. Now, there is a D23 this year. They've already said D23 next year is going to be in Tokyo. I wouldn't be surprised if we see twenty uh, D23 on the even number years and Celebration on the odd number years, especially if Disney's going to be running it. If we're going to continue getting the numbers like 70,000 and more, there's no way it could be done in Anaheim. Their com- that convention center is not going to handle it. Yeah. They barely handle it. Handled the last celebration that was or the the last U.S. celebration. I have a funny feeling D23 U.S. base will be Anaheim and Star Wars celebration will be here in Orlando. That's my speculation. But I have also said I would not be surprised if they announced 2019 it's going to be bi coastal and I even have the dates that they could do it. It'd be first weekend of May, which would be May 3rd through May mm-hmm. 6th. Or May 3rd through May 5th, because that Saturday would be May the 4th. Yeah. Star Wars Day, right man in the middle of celebration. Tell me that wouldn't be a hell of a party. <laughs> that would be a blast. And then you, and even if you don't open Star Wars lands, but you you arrange for the whole weekend special. You now where where you do a lottery to find out what time, what day you get to go to experience as a as a preview Star Wars land from celebration. <laughs>
1: On either well, coast, they could, yeah. Well, they've already shown they can live stream panels. So they could actually split the big panels between the two and live stream them to the other show.
0: Yeah. Well, the, the question comes down to what celebrities do you send where?
1: Yeah, that and also some of the large exhibitors, would they be able to do shows on, at two places at the same time? Guys like yes. Hasbro and uh, yes, Funko and some of these other ones.
0: Yes, they can because they do any other time. There's a lot of times they're at mm-hmm. two different shows at the same time. They could do it.
1: Yeah, but are they two shows the size of like a celebration?
0: Yeah, they could do it. They got the manpower to do it. Mattel definitely could because the the, bo- the booth the booth folks are, um, well, we, Brett, Derek and I know one the booth, you know, one of the. Specialty people used by Mattel for the West Coast. and That's Patty Jean Robinson,
2: mm-hmm. uh-huh. and she
0: wa- and she was telling me that you now a lot of times they use locals in the area to to help fill in for that, and, the, and they have a group that that's East Coast, you know, Southeast, Northeast, Midwest, Mid East, or Mid Atlantic, Midwest, Southwest, West Coast, whatever. So so they they have their their half core teams. Um, I would love to see Bicoastal. I really would. Oh. oh. Uh, it, it just comes down to... It would make it easier for people to get to it. I think you would set a new attendance record because it's split between the two. Um, I think you could still... I think if it was bi-coastal, you're still going to pull in over 50,000 people here in Orlando alone. Yeah. It's just if you do your big panels like, oh, an episode nine or whatever, the standalone or the Obi-Wan standalone panel, it's going to have to be like one o'clock in the afternoon here to hit 10 o'clock a.m. out there. Or, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, some well, of another- that stuff could be intriguing, but.
1: Yeah. Another interesting idea I've heard off of, um, this one I actually heard off of, um, Geek Out Loud, he was saying how, because he wasn't able to make it to the show, but he sat and watched all of the live streaming. It's like, he wouldn't mind. They, it'd be interesting if they did maybe a, um, like what Comic-Con HQ does, and do an actual um, pay-per uh, service, yeah. where you could watch almost any panel. You just gotta pay a yeah. la carte per, per panel. Three to yeah. five bucks to see you any, of the pa- any panel you want. I yeah, think
2: that's E3 does that. that, or somebody, something like that. idea. It's not
0: a bad idea.
2: Um, I've seen most of them posted on YouTube already. Yeah.
0: Marvel panel is not on YouTube. Yeah, but then there's always
2: certain yeah there's
1: also always certain things like um, the rebels panel was streamed live stream but then right. they cut away before you get to the episode uh, the heroines of the the heroines panel I actually watched they had Dave Filoni um, Tia Sircar and um, Ashley Eckstein and, Eckstein and then Daisy Ridley came on yeah. and um, they live streamed the entire panel until they got to the episode of um, Force of Destiny.
0: Now, I know a lot of people were upset over the fact that you know, all of a sudden, here's uh, Jonathan Boyega. Here's Harrison Ford shows up. Um, Harrison Ford was gone. Right. Uh, Friday morning because of he he was in for the the Jedi, uh, for the Carrie Fisher tribute party as well yeah that's one of the big reasons and then he was gone the next day uh, from what I hear um but you had Daisy Ridley you had Jonathan boyega and yet they weren't there signing <laughs> um <laughs> imagine the money they would have had for that oh yeah
1: yeah sure well most of the signings I don't know about the way for celebration but a lot of them if you go like wizard world and stuff the signing goes basically to the actor the money because that's what the, that's their pay for the weekend a lot of times or they get a, a uh, very Small base fee, but most of the cash from the autographs goes to them.
0: I don't know how it was how it was done this go around because it was all run by uh, Tops instead of official picks. Uh, I guess Tops have been running it for a while. Even that was kind of disorganized. Like I said, I had a I had a pre-sale for Mike Quinn, and I'm getting emails. Sorry, we sent a duplicate. Duplicate what ticket? I never got a ticket. Oh, we sent them last week. Uh, no, I don't have anything. Well, we sent them last week. No, I do not have anything. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um
0: well then i get you need a pro i'm like dude i can't pronounce something i don't have well we sent them out last week call me i get the phone call it's like dude i'm telling you i don't have a spam folder on this i've checked everything it's not here well i'll re i'll resend a request to have it shipped to you or emailed to you okay cool and still never got it so i had to go stand in a 45 minute line to pick up my tickets. (laughs) And that's when I scored the free one for, for composite, you know, for all the trouble. I'm like, I'm sorry. Um, with, with all this trouble and all this hassle, what are you going to do to, to for quote unquote guest recovery? We got offering you. Is there someone else you want to get a picture of as well? Like, yep. So, um, so the question now comes down to any, any, well, I guess it's going to come down to any final questions. Uh, we've been talking for a while. I apologize. I mean, there's a lot to cover here. Yeah. Uh, any final questions for tonight's show before we, we split it split it up to the other shows later?
1: No, I think you covered it for the first look at all this stuff. There, there's going to be yeah. a lot of info that we're going to have to sift through for a couple of shows.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, you guys have a few shows.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... um then any final thoughts
2: before we go? I
4: wish I could have uh, been
2: there. Yeah, no kidding. Me too.
4: Yeah, see, seeing all the pics, that I, I had some friends down there. Well, and I had you guys down there, and I'm just like,
1: ah!
0: <laughs> yeah, it was insane.
4: <laughs> and that was the noise I'd made at my desk. So,
0: uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Well, on that note, we'll leave you asking.